Hi, I'm Natasha. And I'm Penny. And you're listening to The Wibs, the podcast for women in business. We're here with practical, real advice to help you get ahead at work. Without the BS. We'll be the work wives you've always wanted. Let's go. Hello, my name's Natasha. And I'm Penny. And welcome to The Wednesday Whip. So what are we talking about today? Oh, this is a juicy one. So when we were coming up with the episode topics, we were talking about, okay, we need to start this year off with some, you know, some juicy ones, some really, really juicy ones. We There's a lot right now in all of our lives that we don't have control over. However, as soon as we step into this room, we have control. We have control over the narrative, over what we say, the message that goes out there and the importance of the message that goes out there. Mm-hmm. So today it is going to be bubbly or bitchy. Let's talk about female stereotypes at work and are those the only two options for female managers? Ooh. (laughs) Okay. So for today's podcast, we did want to address the stereotypes that women in the workplace do face at times and how we can push back against them and then claim our power back. So it's a lot. But we're ready to dive in. I I, I feel like there's like two default settings that women get put into. It's rather if they're stern, they're bitchy. If they're too nice, they're really bubbly. And I just think that that's not right because I think that if the same thing is done mm-hmm. by the opposite sex, it is, you know, you're a boss, you're this, you're that. But women kind of get put into categories yeah, I think that's, that's a good way of putting it. It's like the categorization of us as women is something that is very difficult to, to deal with in the day-to-day. I think that what I've seen from my male colleagues, and again, like, no, it's not like about hating on anyone in particular, like any kind of gender. <laughs> we love all genders. It's not, it's not that. What it, what it is about, though, is how we have these roles sort of forced upon us, and it's not – it's not that you can't be a bitchy person or a bubbly person. It's not about that at all. Where I think it is difficult is that people are more than one thing. People are multifaceted and you can have a, like a really passionate type of personality but still be really great at your job or still be a really uh, kind and empathetic person. And yeah, it's, it's just basically it's not a one-size-fits-all approach and that's, I guess, the basis of stereotyping. It's really unfair because there's a lot more to a person than what one interaction might reveal. Absolutely. And look, I've recently had a um, a meeting with a client where from the first five to 10 minutes that they just weren't vibing me. They just were not vibing me. And I believe that the reason was because they kept on saying that I was a young girl um, was because, oh, sorry, the words were bubbly young girl. Um, my assumption was that they just felt like I didn't know much about anything because I was both young and I do come across as quite bubbly sometimes. Yeah, it's, and I, but I also feel like that's the difference I think in what we're seeing now more and more in the workplace, particularly as women, is that we're allowing more of our personalities and more of ourselves to come through in the work that we do every day. And traditionally that that, that hasn't necessarily been the case. Like I feel or like, encouraged. Or encouraged, no. And I feel like a lot of the times people at work have been told – 
this is this is the mask you wear. This is a corporate setting that's a little bit more professional. And as we encourage it more, we had two years of working from home. It completely changed the landscape of how we work and what we think about as work. Work bled so much into our lives that you couldn't help but be more of yourself. And I think a big part of that, we're seeing that more, is that, yeah, if you are a happy, naturally happy and upbeat and outgoing person, that's going to come through. Same if you're more of a, a passionate and, 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 I guess, more forceful with your words type of person. Like, it, there are ways that will come across the different now because we're allowing ourselves to be more of ourselves and I think it's a great thing and shouldn't be encouraged something that should be utilized like you know and we'll don't don't you worry we will go into this in another episode but women being emotional in the workplace is one of those things where it's like being told that you're emotional but you're actually just hugely passionate mm-hmm. you know I think emotions when used the right way can be hugely positive to for both employers and employees because that passion is what keeps people working for your business overnight it's the ones that you know are ticking their brains are ticking at 10 o'clock on how to grow your business because they're so passionate mm-hmm. yes there's times when they might get a little bit too emotional where they're you know uh, maybe the the feedback that you had on their um what they their project isn't what you wanted but it's because they care so deeply for your feedback and what they're putting forward that that's why their emotions are there I think emotions in a workplace is something that should be at times obviously it looked <laughs> don't get me wrong there's there's overly emotional times but in in some cases I think they should be looked with positivity yeah I definitely agree with that I think for me in particular like, I've definitely experienced experience being told being told that I lead with my emotions or being told that I am maybe a person that is a little bit softer because I do come across as like a nicer person or a more empathetic type of person and honestly like in the times where I've experienced that and that's been the feedback given to me I've really taken aback because I think the what it was implied was that I was not able to hold my own because I am a, a leader that leads with empathy and emotion. And look, that that was my interpretation of, of a, a conversation or an implication that has been had over many times in my career. But what I will say is, and to your point before, just because someone leads with empathy or someone leads with a, a softer side of themselves and, and a level of, I guess, femininity does not mean that you can't be bullish or you can't be strong or you can't hold your own no. when it when the setting is relevant. It can be little things like, you know, adding emojis into the into Slack and like how you have to soften your approach sometimes. And I actually saw this I've got to stop referring to TikTok as my resources. I am outing myself in every given way. However, I did see this TikTok about like she showed all the this this lady. I don't know who it is. I would love to credit the person, but she had said she'd showed like examples of emails that she had received from men, which was like completely like just professional emails like can I have this blah 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 by this date. They were fairly I don't know what you'd call them stern. She had then kind of looked back at her emails and realized that her emails were quite fluffed up with Mm. like, you know, thank you so much, please, would you mind, you know, can I please do this? Oh, good, if not. Like that that language. Emails like where you take just or can I or asking for something out of an email, honestly, it is amazing the difference it makes. But she took, but so what she did was she kind of like then took them out and 
when she then like sent an email on the way that she'd received them, it was like, I think I can't remember the exact context of it, but someone had then said to her, look, is everything okay? As if she was angry at the person or if something had happened. And I just found it really interesting because it's, I don't think we realize just how much we can fluff up our work just so we don't come across as a bitch. But why are we coming off as a bitch if we're just saying things like, hey, can I have this on my desk? Like if someone else said that to us, we wouldn't really care. But and I do it all the time. Oh, my goodness. I am the biggest over user of adjectives when I'm asking. I'm like, can you please, hey, how you going? How was your weekend? Can I have this? Like I'm a fluffer and I don't, I don't mean to be, but it's because I don't want to be rude to anybody. But I think when you put that in comparison of some of the direction that all of us have probably received in the past, it's not necessarily the right thing or something that you have to do. No, I agree with that. And I think what's interesting, like to back this up, because I feel like there's the anecdotal experience of what we've had in our lives versus the actual science and the research behind it. There was a series of experiments done by Harvard Business School that they talked about, I guess, like that basically people generally view women as more generous and more equally minded as men. But actually that men and women really deep down do have similar behaviors and beliefs around those values. So what that actually means or how that was interpreted in a workplace setting was those misconceptions basically led to a no-win scenario for women. So it it meant basically if women weren't nice enough that they might face backlash. So similar to what you're saying Mm. there with that TikTok example where they kind of said, well, what's going on with your email? Why are you being mean out of nowhere all of a sudden? But if women are too nice on on the other side of things, they may actually struggle to be hired for more competitive jobs. Yep, yep. (laughs) Yeah, I, I get exactly what you mean. So it's basically like it's unfortunate but it does distort our views of ourselves and our views of other women as well yeah and like those aren't the only two stereotypes of women at work you know sadly the stereotypes don't just stop for whether you're bubbly or bitchy when we started researching this episode and like looking at some of the instances from our own lives we realised that there were some more stereotypes from women that we've seen. One of those being that, you know, women don't take their career or jobs as seriously as men. So thus they're not as dedicated to the work as they are. That's a stereotype, you know, like that that can be really based to, you know, womanhood and, and child and wanting to have children and, yeah. um, you know, women being kind of put with their household duties like absolutely that's a big one it's oh, like don't you get started on that i used to when i was of a certain age and i got engaged i remember thinking if i ever needed to apply for a job that i would hide my wedding ring and i've heard so many people like so many women in particular of a certain age do this because the stereotype was well you've got to marry so you're potentially not going to want to work out because you're going to eventually have, have a career break I and do. have kids and like that is such a sad thing that I've even had to consider that in my life. Like, oh, hide your hide your wedding rings just in case people assume that of you. Like, it is it's not. It's not right. Yeah, it's it's, it's really upsetting. When it's you unfair. Think about it. I had somebody at a job interview ask me, "Are you looking to have kids anytime soon?" <laughs> like, I think about that now, and I'm like, um, that is not legal. But I was like fresh out of uni, and I was like, I can't wait. It was like such a cool like. It was one of those like big, huge buildings. So I went in there and I was like so pumped and then sit down and the guy's like, so any kids anytime soon? And I'm like, God, and it's just, it's just um, infuriating. And I do not your, it's not anyone's business. business. It's not anyone's business, but that's the problem. It's like the stereotype is, well, of a certain age, you you expire and like, it just, 
irks me so much when when I think about it. But another thing and the other flip side of this are the other stereotypes that we see a lot. So one we do see is that men are promoted on potential and women are promoted for proven performance. Now, Mm. again, this is no shade to men. There's a difference between acknowledging that there's a difference between sexes versus having a real disdain for the opposite sex. It's not that at all. It's it's pointing out that there are differences and there are actual certain obstacles and hurdles that women have to face that are different and are challenges. And that is that is life. Life at sometimes is unfair, but we're talking about what we're seeing and then we're talking about a way to be able to get through that and cope with it. So one thing we do see is that on promotion for potential versus performance. So oftentimes women who are promoted have a higher performance ratings than promoted men, mostly because they are strongly related to our gender roles. And it's Mm. something that we we don't want to necessarily acknowledge, but it's the truth. Absolutely. No, you're right. And I think, you know, a lot of the time we want to prove it before we get the pay rise. Yes. Whereas men want the pay rise for them then to prove it. And I think that's something that we've spoken about in the past. I think a lot of people can agree to that. And I think in our experience with managing, you know, it has always been a common thread that, you know, you almost need to coerce women to back themselves. In any experience I've had, I've had more one-on-ones trying to build up a woman's confidence in the workplace than a man's. Yes, but I also think it's deep conditioning too. So I think, and I love, I love that men have a level of confidence. I think it's fantastic. I just want women to have it too. Absolutely. And that's the problem here. The problem is not that men have a level of confidence to believe in themselves that, yep, absolutely, they can do it. The problem is that women generationally have been taught that that is not the case and that there is a, a level of what they're good for and what is appropriate for them. Yeah. And I think that holds us back. So I Absolutely. want to try and remove that where it's possible. But it's definitely a stereotype that we see. So unfortunately with this topic, I feel like I just have so many stories that I can share. The one that pops into my mind straight away is actually an event that we went to last year. Uh, Penny, you were there? Yes, it was, a gr- all, for all things, a great night, except for this one moment, which I I remember calling my husband after we left and telling him about it, and he was just appalled. Like, it was bad. It was one of those, is this actually happening moments where I just kind of was like, is this real life? Anyway, so we went to this, we had been nominated for a B2B finalist award um, for e-commerce and it was so exciting. It was one of our first nominations and we were all pumped. All of us ladies all stayed in a beautiful hotel room. We all got glammed up to the nines and um, we just felt, I don't know, it was just a really, really fun night, really cool vibes. So we get there, we have our, um, our dinner and uh, it gets to a point in the night where I'm like, guys, come on. We're, we're surrounded by so many amazing businesses. Mm-hmm. Let's all put ourselves out there. Let's all start a conversation with someone. Go up to a random and start a conversation with them and just ask about their business. Because that's like, what you're there for. You're there to network. I said, like, let's network. Rah, rah. So we all went up. And to be completely honest, like the first few conversations were incredible. I met some really, really incredible business owners and marketing teams and they were so respectful, so beautiful. So I was on a high. I was like, yeah, this is working. Like we're making all these beautiful connections. It's unreal. So I sat next to this one person and I was really excited because we had a lot of uh, similarities in the business, the the place that he worked at, which I won't say because that's not fair to the company, but uh, the place that he worked at is a is a huge business and um, it is a type of business that would work well with, with the business that I was in at the time. So I was really excited to have the conversation and, you know, we we're chatting, chatting and being my bubbly self, I was chatting, chatting, chatting. This man 
decides mid-convo to put his hand on my leg. And I, I think the first time I kind of just was really shocked and surprised by it and I kind of like just shifted back a little bit. It was like a weird like little awkward, I don't know what I'm doing, maybe that was an accident, maybe he's just like a really tactile person, I don't know, whatever. I'll, I'll shift back to show my boundaries. Like that's a, that's a no-go zone for me. Um, then he did it again and this time it lingered. And I remember it happening so clearly because I always, I feel like I am a very strong person and I, and I feel like if it had happened, if I'd watched someone, it happened to someone else, I would have been the first one there being like, who the, like going nuts and seeing up the rah-rah. But like a lot of people who've been in similar situations, I just got up, left and froze. And it was such a, a negative, embarrassing experience for me because I felt like one I should have done more two was it my fault because I had approached him (laughs) this is so dumb to say out loud because I know it's not my fault I know none of it was but this is my emotions at the time and I kept on looking at myself like what did I do to welcome that that's all not the right way to look at it now looking back on it with a fresh mind and obviously when I went back to the table I told everybody and the guys we were like where is he we'll go get him and it was like that everyone around me like filled me up again and it was it ended up being such an amazing night but the really disappointing thing about that one situation is this happens a lot women are trying to just put themselves out there and start up a conversation like anybody else and that does not mean we need to get touched up It's just not the right thing to do and it's not ever the right move you should make. If you're unsure whether to do it or not, just don't. It's it's just the fact that people can't go out there. All I could think of was like our younger staff members, like – if that happened to one of them, that would have broken yeah. my heart. It's it's really it's upsetting, and I'm I'm really sorry that it happened to you. That that is just a shitty thing to happen at, at a networking event because, trend like put the shoe on the other foot for a second. Like if you were being like a, a stereotypical bubbly person that uh, engaged with somebody else, like to say you're a man and you're just chatting with a guy, and you're telling him about you know your business opportunities, you're telling him about your life, minded things, and business. You probably walk out of there with an amazing contact. Yes. You probably would have walked out of there with someone who would have supported you in business that you've really made a connection with you've had a few beers with and you've walked away from and it's great and the the flip side of that and where stereotyping can come into things and really make you come undone as a as a woman in business is that these things people make these assumptions and they like in in this case for you a person had assumed that because you are a friendly approachable empathetic person wanting to listen to what they're saying wanting to contribute wanting to share your story they completely misread that misread the situation absolutely and when you set a clear boundary in place that no this isn't for me it wasn't a oh my god i'm so sorry i've misread this apologies and go back to professionalism it was let's go back again let's try it again and that's and that's the thing and this is like you know that where the stereotypes come into play and why they need to be managed and spoken about because I know I am not the only person I know it's really I know it still happens and it still happens a lot and I think there's a lot of voices and people that don't talk about it and they kind of ignore the little signs of you know the touch of a leg or you know the graze of something as you're walking past these things aren't okay just because you are a female in the workplace these things aren't okay and it's okay to also like 
freeze up sometimes because it is. That, that that happens just talk to somebody that you know and that's the reason with these stereotypes I think it's really important for us to work out ways to break them and and stand up for when yeah. you, you are getting put into that position no you're you're exactly right and I think on the flip side of this like the backlash effect of being a woman and being like say say for example in that situation you went went off at him and you're like no nah, this is like this is unacceptable like don't treat me like that and you really made a scene I wish. made a scene <laughs> made a scene I wish I did there is a, an expectation even then about how you should behave yeah. about how you should be perceived about, then I would have been emotional or you would have been less <laughs> likable and yeah. then eventually that conversation about being less likable or less desirable leads you to being less hireable mm. and it is very very frustrating there was actually a, a survey that they did recently of 30,000 employees that found that women who negotiated for promotions were 30% more likely than men to be labeled as intimidating or bossy or aggressive and that's just because you're going after what you want so god help you if you're fighting against you. something I never that, had to be bossy <laughs> yeah I know but this is my point like yes. this is why this needs to be spoken about and like we've, we've given some examples and we're talking through what it can look like for stereotypes as women and it's difficult and I have it to, has layers and has layers, layers. Yeah. and layers like confidence you know if you're a confident woman then you're bossy and you're aggressive or if you can if you walk into a room you say actually I'm I'm strong I'm really good at my job wow okay well she's a bit up herself yeah but you're allowed to like that of course you are if you're not good at your job why are you there you should be able to walk into a room and be like actually I kick ass at this shit that's why you've hired me like that's the whole reality of it but I think when a woman comes off as exactly like what you said like is is confident they can come off as intimidating bossy or aggressive whereas I think a lot of the time men are championed on that and they, they're inspiring like you look up to them you're like wow I wish I could be such a boss like that one day it's it's, it's the narrative I believe that needs to change yes as women we it starts with us like we need to support each other more and we need to encourage each other so, you know when it comes to those situations encourage that you know positivity that self-talk make sure that we're encouraging that within each other first if you see that behavior calling it out I know spoken to many men in my life that I'm really close to that god bless them because they're not that type of person I say things like you know that stuff doesn't happen in the workplace anymore no no no, Tash because they'd never do it it's not it's they're they're just they wouldn't do it so they think it doesn't happen but it's our job to continue to share to be vulnerable and to stand up when it is make educate them educate them it is it does still happen unfortunately it does happen we'd love for it not to but a lot of stereotypes happen within the workplace and it is causing issues yeah it is and that's the thing i'm really glad that you touched on it because there is an impact of stereotyping at work it impacts the culture about how you can even down to something like as as major as profitability like if you've got a negative culture at work it can actually create roadblocks into improving how you actually go about even becoming profitable as a business Absolutely. it can impact how you hire your talent it can prevent hiring managers from finding the best candidate for the job because potentially it's impacting clients from even approaching for the role in the first place particularly Absolutely. if you're a woman or you're not hiring someone based on a stereotype you know, like that's the thing. Like people can see people come in and you're missing out on talent because you are innately stereotyping them. Exactly. And then look, and the other impact of it can be a legal ramification because if you are doing that, eventually it's going to catch up 
to you one way or another. And look, stereotyping obviously doesn't just come in the the form of um, your gender. Like it can be oh, so many different absolutely things. It can be not. ageism, it can be racism, it can be sexism. There's a lot of difficulties that come with stereotyping. And we're, we're talking about our experience specifically now and, and what we found challenging about being a female leader. But yeah, obviously there's a lot of Im- negative impacts from stereotyping. And I've got to say, like when we were putting together the notes for this episode and we were talking about the upside of it, we always like to end with like, how yeah, can you it's like, it? this is not the end of the world. These things happen. There's still a lot of good. There's still a lot of positive. And there's a lot of benefits there are to being a woman in the workplace as well. It's not as if everything, like all of a sudden we're women in the workplace and the whole world's against us. I don't believe no. that either. I can see both sides clearly and I've experienced both sides. Yes, it's not all bad. Like there, there can be a lot of benefits to being a woman. Absolutely. However, when we were researching, I've got to say it was a difficult pill to swallow in a way because I didn't find the tips that were available. I didn't find my own tips from my own experience extremely clear cut and helpful. And look, it's nuanced. Like these things, they don't, you don't just resolve them overnight. It's not just a simple solution. It's a lot about understanding where you're working, the people that you're working with to be able to find a solution to be able to reduce the impact of gender stereotyping at work. When we were researching this, it was like all about how instead of increasing accountability for the people that are doing it increasing you know the your words getting out there and and and, um, making it more public it was more about like things that you could do differently like yes. what was that one I remember you told me about one it was like um <laughs> learning or oh, learning okay yes so that was, was a really good example so they, they gave an example of if you're wanting to be able to be respected a, in the workplace or oh. even deal with a level of um of sexism that can occur in daily life they gave an example of a woman calling up a mechanic to get a price for a car what was actually happening in the situation was the assumption that she didn't know what she was talking about meant that she got a worse deal out of it and so one of the recommendations was to learn because knowledge is power and to be able to, to limit yourself from being ripped off essentially in the first place. You basically needed to become more well-informed because the assumption would be that you didn't know so you could be taken advantage of. Now, that is incredibly frustrating and I get it. That is life and it happens in all shapes and sizes to all different types of people. I get it. But it just illustrates how frustrating this situation is and how how instead of changing the stereotype they tra- we have to change so that they don't stereotype yes us. exactly that, that doesn't make sense to me that's just like band-aiding the problem i think we really researched and came up with ourselves like actual practical ways that we can kind mm. of aim to overcome this this isn't a one hour thing this isn't a day thing this isn't a year thing this is something that we're going to probably work out for the rest of our lives and and men will too men get stereotyped all the time too i'm sure one day when there is the mibs one day they can talk about that but right now this is the women in business podcast so that's what we're going to be referring to and i think that the main things that we kind of worked out was one of the ones that i've said previously is back yourself move confidently you know have confidence in yourself in those male dominated areas don't get in your own head there are going to be stereotypes there but don't let them control you you control the narrative you control what comes out of your mouth so you know if you are bubbly who cares live in that world that's you that's who you are but at the end of the day you are still going to execute you're still going to be that boss of a person with that bubbly nature if they look at you like you're dumb let them Exactly. You need to be that role model because that's how we change the narrative. That's how we change the stereotyping. Because if you show that you can be that person and have it all and do it all, then that will then slowly start to degrade the argument that, oh, if you're this, then you can't be that. Absolutely. So our second piece of advice would be 
prepared to react. I say this and I say this with a level of caution. Obviously, being being in a workplace is very different to being out in, in your own like everyday life and mm. experiencing levels of something that's inappropriate or something that's discriminating. Like there is a level of, and there is a process of how you approach things at work. But one thing I would say is being able to call out the behaviours and being able to do it in an appropriate way. Like you don't want to yell at someone over the table, but there is a process and a procedure for most businesses mm. where you can go to HR report what's going on, explain what's going on, document what's going on, very important. Or even be able to, if you feel like you have the relationship with someone, because a lot of the times I do feel like sometimes these gender stereotypes are maybe a little bit more innocent on some degree. And I like to be able to give the people the benefit of the doubt. But I think that having a conversation about the behaviour and how it makes you feel and how it could be an alternative or a more appropriate approach to a discussion or a situation or a scenario that's probably my recommendation on, on approaching this and being able to react at work. Absolutely. And I think the final one would be if you are a leader, this is your time to lead by example. You know, make sure that you are setting a, cul- a culture of, you know, the I've spoken about it before and I'll, cont- I'll speak about it. I think every single business should read this and every leader should read this. It's five dysfunctions of the team. And one of the dysfunctions that they speak to is um, fear of conflict. And I think removing the fear of conflict within your team so that if members of the team do feel like they have experienced that, you, they feel comfortable enough to talk to you as a leader so that you can nip it in the bud as it happens, have the conversation as penny said before like there might be times you might accidentally do it people make mistakes it's not you know mm-hmm. if people make mistakes and, and they they understand they want to move and they want to grow we let them and i think as part of that as a leader you should be encouraging that an open door policy whereby if someone feels like they might have done something wrong or feels like you've done something wrong to them they can speak to you about it and you you work that out together as a team yeah, that's absolutely right. And again, like this is not, this episode can be quite triggering for a lot of people and we understand that, but a big part of it is making those strides forward to back yourself more, to be more confident in yourself, to know that it's okay, that if you're not feeling comfortable 100% with what's going on, that you can do something about it. There is a level of empowerment over your situation. So we know that it can be challenging at times, but we believe that if you're backing yourself and if you are applying a level of of interaction to be able to resolve it and then moving forward from there that you will get to eventually a better place for yourself and that it's not going to be something that you have to deal with on the regular the same way that we've had to for for so many years absolutely and look we have many resources that will pop into the show notes Mm -hmm. for you to look at and some of the things some of the places where we found the research some of the places we found the tips as well we'll pop it all in there full transparency as well be your bubbly bitchy self that is the thing to take away from the episode who cares be yourself as long as you're leading with kindness and you're being a good person if someone calls you either either just you know let them that's i think that's yeah. the biggest thing to take it out let them and be yourself because at the end of the day you've got to be you're the one who has to sleep at night so be yourself be true to yourself and then everything yeah. else just you is noise <laughs> you, honestly you can't control what people think they're going to think it anyway so you might as well if you if you're living within your values you know that you've made the right decision the right call for yourself as a leader or as an employee or as a freelancer or an entrepreneur whatever you are at work then it's going to be okay Absolutely. So thank you so much for listening to this episode. We are back in your ears next Wednesday. Thank you so much for listening. Please rate and subscribe and we shall see you next week. Bye. Bye.